Winning Women. A lot of people always get confused between canoeing and rowing. Mine is slalom, so it happens on the big white water rapids. Then to add to the thrill of it, there are suspended poles that you have to make your way around, like in ski slalom, so that would be the slalom aspect of it. It's a very exciting sport. It combines thrill and skill. I'm Hannah Craig, I'm 29, and my sport is canoe slalom. Long story, but we'll go short version. At the age of nine, I came out of my Irish dancing lesson and my parents told me we're moving to France. We moved beside a house that was beside a river and I started canoeing. My coach is also my partner. He was my coach before he was my partner, which I think was to our advantage for the two to work. But we've worked very hard at keeping them separate and once we leave the river, the coach and the athlete disappear. For me, it's about performing and my performance is based on whether I sit up well in the boat, if I use the water, if my hands are coming to the front, if I'm connecting with the boat and the water, if I'm aggressive coming out of upstream. And that's how we measure the performance. And at the start line, that's what will be in my head. And when I cross the finish line, that's how I'll measure my performance. 30th of July will be no different to that. So we'll be going to London look for a very solid performance, looking for me to produce my best paddling possible. Results, medals, that doesn't really come into consideration. That's part of the competition, but for me it's about performance. I think if you take all the female athletes and you interview them, you'll find that they're highly driven, strong individuals that will have have to have worked against the odds. I don't think many of us will have had that many role models in our own sports. There was a female athlete in my sport, but she stopped just as I was starting to take it up full time, which was kind of a pity for me because I would have liked to have been able to take her experience. There's an idea that elite sport was masculine. There was muscles. People think a female with muscles makes you masculine. No, it just makes you a female with muscles. So this is amazing that there's so many female athletes that have qualified. And I hope it's just the beginning of a lot, lot more to come. And yeah, there are countries like Australia where they have more female athletes than male athletes, especially in my sport. So... I hope we can get the numbers to grow and I hope these home games, which they almost are, will be a great inspiration to other girls and women out there. And it's not just about performance sport, it's about you performing at whatever level you are and whatever age you are, finding something you enjoy and pushing yourself towards new levels. I started off when I was eight years old in the community games and then I joined Dundrum State Dublin Athletic Club. I really I just followed my brother, I wanted to do everything that he wanted to do and then when I was in school, and Fitzpatrick approached me and offered me a scholarship to DCU so I took that on because it was a great opportunity. My name's Linda Byrne, I'm in Dundrum State Dublin Athletic Club and I'm going to be competing in the marathon event. 
So when I was 15 was the first time I ran an international race and ever since then I've really competed for Ireland. My name is Ian O'Reardon and I'm athletics correspondent with the Irish Times. Linda Byrne deserves huge credit for making London because she was an outstanding junior athlete. We shouldn't forget, she was one of the real prospects 10 years ago. I think she finished fourth in the European Championships junior and everyone said she's going to be the next Sonia O'Sullivan, which is a big expectation to have in any young athlete. But she had a difficult time, she'll admit, probably overtrained a little bit or found it difficult to step up to the next level. Okay, we're on target again. 7.20, 21, 22, 23. That's spot on. That's going through in about 3.41. I'm Enda Fitzpatrick. I'm the director of the Athletics Academy at Dublin City University. I'm also personal coach to Linda Byrne, who's qualified for the London Olympics. From a personal point of view, I saw a side to Linda in 2010 after the European Cross Country in Dublin, where she went through a crisis period. Again, come around the time when you're 23 or 24 and you kind of need somebody else there. And she thought about nearly quitting then. She was so disappointed with how things had gone at the European Cross Country. And so we sat down and we talked about maybe just running road races and from that then we moved to 10Ks and from there we ran a half marathon and then from there she realised she could run a half marathon quite easy. In 2010 was when I sat down with my coach Enda and decided to kind of take a new direction to aim to achieve the qualifying time for the marathon and achieved it there last October in Dublin. That was my first ever marathon so I didn't really know what to expect but I knew I had the training done. She probably is one of those athletes who is biomechanically very, very well structured to be a good marathon runner. She's very economical, touch wood, rarely injured. A lot of people describe her as a robot. She's robotic all right in terms of workouts and even pace running. I've been running since I was a kid and I've always enjoyed it and the Olympics was something that I've always dreamed of making and that's what really kept me focused. Sonia O'Sullivan is definitely a big inspiration for me and watching her in the Olympics really spurred me on to keep up training and like at times it was obviously quite tough you know when you're coming out of school and your friends are going out and you have to stay focused and dedicated. Yeah that's spot on Linda, that's fine. 3.46, 3.47, that's good. I'm going to have to make sure to taking the whole experience. Four years time in Rio de Janeiro is going to be my main goal and maybe four years after that because I suppose I'm young enough for marathon running but I'm really looking forward to it and I definitely think I can achieve a PB on the day. Chloe McGee would love to win this in two. And of course Ragnar fighting for our life here. To stay in the set to take it to a turn. I think it's just there's so many different aspects to badminton. Like you have to be technically good, tactically good. You have to have good footwork and just be physically good. So there's so much to it. My name is Chloe McGee. I'm 23 years of age and I play badminton. You can never stop learning when you're playing badminton. And I think it's just the speed as well. I like speed. I drive my car fast, so I like to do everything fast. <laughs> Badminton's actually the fastest racket sport in the world, so that's a big plus for us. Every rally you play, you can win a point and you have to keep it within the lines and over the net. And that's it. That's match for Chloe McGee. What a comeback from the Irish girl after being trailing 2017 to come back and win it. Superb performance. Very appreciative crowd. Acknowledge Chloe and her work. When I started Bampton, I was about four or five. But when I came 17 or 18, I got a chance to move to Sweden. And I wasn't really sure if I wanted to because all my friends were going to college and it was tough because it was only Bampton I was doing. I wasn't doing any studying or anything, so it was just Bampton, Bampton, Bampton. And that was tough, but, you know, it's, it was worth it. Badminton is very strong in Northern Europe and I suppose you see that Chloe herself relocated to Sweden 
and she knew that if she ever wanted to make a go of badminton professionally, she would have to get out of Ireland. And it's the same with Scott Evans, the Irish men's number one, currently living in Denmark. The women's singles final. More Irish interest here. Chloe McGee. Ladies and gentlemen, seed, on playing. my right, Ragnar Ingolstadt. Tall, elegant, Icelandic Ragnar. And on my left, Chloe McGee. This year I won my first singles tournament in Lithuania, which was a big thing for me because I've been getting to semis and finals and I was just delighted to win that. I've won quite a few doubles tournaments. I've won a few with my brother Sam this year as well. We've won the Spanish and Lithuanian, we won the Norwegian. I think for singles it is definitely much harder than doubles. The top two seedings here from Ireland we've got Sam McGee and Chloe McGee. The Irish have beaten two Polish pairs and one Russian pair en route to the finals and come into this match as the second seeded. It's a very badminton-oriented family. That's important because it's not easy training at this level. My name is Niall Kelly, I'm a sports journalist. When the whole family is involved, it takes on a new dimension within family life. It doesn't become as much of a struggle. It's kind of like a mini team within a team. OK, this time to it. It's close now. Looking to intercept the shuttle. So all about body language. Dam's a player as well, but he wasn't really good enough to go international and he went into coaching and he's a very good coach, so obviously that was the right pathway for him. I think it's helped a lot, the fact that I know what makes Chloe tick and vice versa. Sometimes it can be tough being brother and sister because when you want to say something, you're going to say exactly what you, you think. But because of that honesty, I think it's been a great help in improving Chloe's game and for her to trust me as a coach. He's about four years older than me, so it is tough because we've had massive rows that I wouldn't have had with the coach if he wasn't my brother. But in another way, he really understands what makes me tick. In a way, I wouldn't say we have like a brother-sister relationship anymore. It's kind of like coach-player, so we wouldn't spend any time outside of Bampton together because otherwise you'd just go mental. He coaches me, and I think that's the best way to do it. I know it's like, you know, you're losing your family relationship, but it's different. Okay, this time we're anticipation. It can be fun at times, to say the least. Chloe and myself have a really good relationship and I've enjoyed working with her and since she's moved back to Ireland and we've started training together, it's just gone from strength to strength. I think McGee's shown us that, uh, well, the whole family have shown us so far this week, <laughs> they're some fighters. After Beijing, I got such a buzz for Bamden. Like, you know, when you go to the Olympics, everybody does say it's the best experience, but it actually is the best experience. You're surrounded by so many top athletes, and it's brilliant. It really is brilliant. We've had a really good season. Chloe qualified quite early for the Olympics, so there wasn't as much pressure on her. She had some great results in finals of challengers. She's top six in the circuit rankings in ladies singles. She was number 26 on the Olympic list out of 38, so she was well qualified before the cutoff point. To qualify for Bampton, it's your best 10 tournaments. You've got a 12-month period and you have to get 10 good results. And I had a really good start to the year, which made things really comfortable by Christmas. I hope if my training goes the way that I plan and I can get a big performance out. Everything depends on the draw that comes two weeks before. So if I can get a decent draw, you never know what can happen. She's getting very close to her top form. And she says she's working hard on her game. Fully fit, she's confident. The draw is not yet, but there's 16 groups, and in each group there's a seed. So Chloe could be in a group with number one in the world, or she could be in a group with number 14 in the world. So then she's got an opportunity. Anything can happen at that stage. But it all depends on the draw, and it depends on how focused Chloe can be within her matches.
there's a Europeans in two years time which is going to be a huge goal for me because I know that if I keep improving the way I'm improving I've got a good chance for a medal there even if I don't medal there I want to just improve my results and try and get my ranking up you know to be top 20 top 30 in the world and yeah that'll be a big thing for me and turning into the final straight, Fanula Britton in the form of her life. A little glance to see where Gemma Steele is, and she emerges now, but she is a beaten athlete. It's all about Fanula Britton today. A lot of it is mental. Obviously, you're running on grass, you're running on hills in cross-country, so it can be more interesting. And then on the track, it's only 400 metres, so you've got to do a lot of laps. In 8K cross-country race, you could do maybe four or five laps, where on a 10K track race, you've got 25 laps. So it does take a lot of concentration. My name's Fanula Britton. I've qualified for 10,000 and 5,000 metres. European cross-country champion, European athlete of the month, European athlete of the moment, and a winner for the third time in six weeks, this time on home soil in Antrim. That was a great performance. I joined the local club, Kilkeo, when I was seven because my sister was in it and because everyone else was in it, and it just kind of went from there. I've never been able to sprint like even when I was in primary school I never qualified for anything because the races were always too short for me and realised after a few years that distance races were more what I was going to be better at I was so lucky that Fanula Britain came along and Fanula could have probably gone to any university in America I'm Enda Fitzpatrick I'm the director of the Legs Academy at Dublin City University it's been a gradual progression I mean people turn around and look at Fanula she's the European cross country champion what people don't realise is that Fanula Britain in her first ever major championship at a European or a world cross country finished 98th for me DCU has played a really big part probably more than anyone else that's going to the Olympics in one way because I've been here for so long she has worked bloody hard to be where she is she's a very 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 quietly confident young lady she's a fantastic role model for any of the athletes I have in DCU in DCU it's great because there's always people around who are successful and the more you see people around doing what you want to do or even in their sport you realise that it's not impossible and it's great that we can support each other Fanula Britain has come on great in the last 12 months first major breakthrough there was in December when she won the European Cross Country Championships actually ran away with the European Cross Country Championships Fanula Britain the course and the competition have been no match for the Irish athlete well I suppose the biggest competition that I won was last December in the European Cross I suppose coming into Olympic year that gave me a lot of confidence as well because knowing that you can win races you kind of don't realise how often you go out to get times and to do good performances, but a lot of the time winning isn't even always the aim. Like, But when you win something, then you kind of believe that you can do it again, and it's a nice way to start an Olympic year, I suppose. Trying to follow in the footsteps, as Brendan mentioned earlier on, Katrina McKiernan, all those years ago, the only other Irish winner of this. My name is Katrina McKiernan. I can associate with Fanula a lot in that she's good in the cross-country and she has the European cross-country championships. She's a small little girl, but, you know, I suppose a lot of the Kenyans and, and Ethiopians are small little things as well, but she's very, very strong. And she loves to run. I've heard stories of when she was at school running around the garden at home before school. And that's what it takes. And I keep comparing this to the Africans, but they have to run to school four or five or six miles and back again in the day. And that builds up their strength, that builds up their endurance. But no doubt about our winner, the 2011 European cross-country champion will come from Ireland. It's Fenella Britain, fourth last year. It's gold this time for Ireland. I'm Chris Jones, performance director. Fanua is incredibly talented and she's got an appetite for work. She can take on a huge workload. Probably in the past that workload has been too much and she's not been managing it properly. But what she's doing now is actually managing the workload with the quality in the programme and the detail. Chris started coaching me about two years ago now. The last two years have been my most successful years, so 
from when I was seven in the club and then when I was coached by my other coach Pat Diskin like it all kind of built up to then but then the last two years I took the next step up women in sport are often overlooked and there's not a lot of role models a lot of the time but in a sport like track and field because the men and the women are like in an equal standing the events are on the same days and we see like if there's an athletics event on the television you see the men and the women which I think is a great thing and I I'd find it much more frustrating to be involved in a sport that doesn't have the women on the same standing as the men because I do think it's very unfair the way it is I think we're lucky in our sport and I'd say that's probably why and a lot of our role models in athletics have been very successful women say in the distance events with Sonia Sullivan and Katrina McKiernan. There's 16 women in the field, one to pick out is at the very top, Finula Britton, European cross-country champion back in December. Well Britton has made a debut at this event and a very fine one it was at the end of April with 31 minutes 29.22. So desperately unlucky in, in Helsinki. Niall Kelly, I'm a sports journalist. Fanula has come on from strength to strength. You forget that Fanula has been around middle distance running and cross distance running for so long. She's another former Olympian. She was in Beijing. And as she showed in the European Championships, she's not a million miles away from the top competitors. She had Joe Pavey in her sights for most of that and Joe Pavey just pulled away in the end to finish second and that silver medal. The life sounds great in one way, you get to travel the world and like I have seen a lot of places and it's all because of running but in another way you spend so much time travelling, training and recovering that you don't really have the same kind of social life maybe as other people would have. So I think what you really need to do is love what you're doing because once you love it, none of it's a sacrifice and you enjoy it all. I think I just need to get out there and do what I did the last time and concentrate for as long as possible and anything can happen then I suppose like it's a straight final in the 10k so that's kind of a good thing I do Olympic distance triathlon which is a 1500 meter swim 40k bike ride and a 10k run the whole thing takes in around 2 hours 2 hours and 10 minutes or so my name's Aileen Morrison I'm a triathlete and I qualified for the Olympics Aileen Morrison is the classic example of an athlete who was identified through the high performance system of Triathlon Ireland, obviously. My name is Ian O'Reardon and I'm athletics correspondent with the Irish Times. She did triathlons for fun in school. She did a lot of swimming, a lot of running, but she never thought she was ever going to go to the Olympics. She still laughs about it now when she's reminded of it. But four years ago, she won an Irish title, I think, up in Loch and the high-performance man in Triathlon Ireland, Chris Jones, said, Aileen, you're good. I think you should come and join our group and you could qualify for the Olympics. I was involved in competitive level swimming. I did some cross country and athletics when I was at school. I thought, sure, anybody can ride a bicycle, put them all together. Had about a crack doing some local triathlons. I worked as a development officer for Northern Ireland Athletics. I decided I wanted to go into teaching, so I went back to uni to do that. I qualified as a PE teacher, and whilst I was doing that, I got good at triathlon and got offered by Chris to be coached. Chris Jones, performance director for triathlon, so I work with Aileen Morrison. Triathlon is an endurance-based sport, which means it's a volume-based sport. So she swims 25 to 30,000 metres a week in Lisbon. She rides a bike anywhere between 200 to 350 kilometres a week. And then she'll run anywhere between 100 or 120 kilometres on a big week. Plus she'll do two weight sessions and gym sessions as well. Chris is just fabulous. From meeting him four years ago and having the faith in me to begin with, and sticking with me and having the patience to persevere, you know, with someone who was only a domestic level athlete, to put the time and effort into me, and you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Chris. I think all athletes going to the Olympics like to claim that their event is the hardest to train for. But I think if you look at the triathlon, three events in succession like that, 
you know, swimming, running, cycling, and they're all kind of different in their own way. I mean, anyone who's tried to cycle fast on a bike and then jump off and go for a run will know that your legs are normally a bit wobbly. If the average person trained for one day for what these triathletes train in for a whole year, I think they'd be very impressed and might be a bit more recognised just how difficult the sport is. Folks, and it's a proud day for us at Triathlon Island. We're here today to celebrate the achievements of two remarkable athletes who, at the end of a very long journey, and we say a very brutal journey as well, have qualified for the London Olympic Games. My name is Matt McKerrow. I'm the Chief Executive of Triathlon Island. Our membership is close to 40% female. It's quite attractive to, to females as a sport. And we're very proud to say that Aileen is a complete product of the system. Her result at the Madrid World Triathlon Series there recently, a silver medal is the best of any Irish athlete in triathlon. Incredible effort. Nicola Spirik wins in Madrid just behind her. Aileen Morrison equaling one of her best ever performance of her life. There's Madrid was a World Series race and I came second. A uh, silver medal for me at that level is my best performance to date. I didn't expect to come second. I certainly wanted to be top eight. It's definitely a confidence booster moving forwards. I know now that I'm capable of competing with the best in the world and I have to remind myself of that when I go for more races. Dare we say she's a medal chance. She's an opportune athlete and if a certain part of a race went a certain way it would give her a greater opportunity. If she got top eight of the Olympic Games, that would be an outstanding performance for her first Olympics. I don't really like talking about placings, but you know, I know what I'm capable of, and I think at the end of the day, as long as I try my best, I'm going to be happy with wherever I come. Before races, you know, it's easy to get very nervous about things, and I try to distract myself by turning off and you know maybe reading a book or doing something other than what's triathlon related. At the same time, you do have to think about the race too because you know you have to be prepared and be focused and be thinking about what you're going to do in different situations. This year has been totally awesome for female athletes. Everyone's really supportive of each other and everyone wants to see everyone else at the Games and everyone wants to see a bigger team. It's great for being a role model for young girls growing up in school and participating in sport it's hopefully not uncool anymore she is amazing she always asking me what the talented youngsters are doing and can she help in any way and it's a natural instinct with her she supports other athletes she's the first person to congratulate she's the first person to go over when things have not quite gone the right way I keep a blog and I have had a lot of support and I'd like to give back if you like so if I get a new bike then I'll take a picture and I'll write about my new bike and I'll hopefully keep it updated the whole way through the Olympics. Uh, people have been writing to me telling me that their, their kids were watching me in Madrid and they're doing school projects on the Olympics so I'm really hoping that we can inspire some future Olympians. Winning Women is an Athena Media production for News Talk made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. Music